0: Dr. Ruth says it's important to practice safe crypto. I don't even know what accent that was. (laughs) Should you buy high and sell low? And it's an ether party all up in the house as we welcome Kevin Hobbs to the show. On your marks, get set, wait for it, crypto! Five, four, three, two, one, two. Who's that? Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, it's episode number 19 and your favorite blockchain blockheads are here in the house with you. I'm Joel Com, a author, speaker, and eternal 12-year-old and along with me for this crypto ride is none other than marketing technologist and author Mr. Travis Wright. Hello T.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I am also an author and a speaker and a marketing folks. So that's what's great about this is Joel and I have a unique way of distilling complex information and making it hopefully fun and enjoyable and entertaining and informative so yes episode 19 we are basically
0: we really don't know what we're talking about so if we get it wrong feel free to write us but if you're gonna write us you gotta earn the right to write you gotta fight for your right say it to write us (laughs) (laughs) that was okay Uh, but um, subscribe if you're not subscribed already please click subscribe or sign up or wherever the buttony thing is and we love to hear from you our bad crypto bat line is 708 885-9030. 885-9030. It's a great place for you to call in, ask your questions, leave your comments, and uh, of course, we're still looking for some crypto chicks that will call us just to record their voices saying, stay bad, so we can use you at the end of the show for that. I don't mean use you. That that just came out.
1: I, I almost called you on that. I was wrong. like, whoa, yeah, Joe, I called that myself. Seems, that seems my, like
0: my little red light on the my brain dashboard went (laughs) off you know no 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 bueno we don't want to use you we would love to hear from you and the sound of your voice uh finishing the show would delight not only us but also the rest of our listeners so with that said let's go to the bat phones and take this question
1: All right, hey Joel and Travis, really love the show. This is uh, uh, this is Jeffro Wilson uh, down here in Arkansas, and uh, I just want to say, uh, love what you guys are doing. A little confused about uh, how to keep all my crypto safe uh, with the wallets and whatnot, uh, and so I'm curious about that. How do you protect yourself uh, to make sure that you know you, the money don't get stolen? I mean, this is you know it's kind of concerning.
0: Jeffro, I call shenanigans. That I call hashtag fake question, um, Travis. Actually, it's not a fake question. We, uh, we, didn't, we have so many people asking us questions around security and wallets. So rather than play all of them, we're just going to try to cover this. Uh, this would be the Dr. Ruth part of practicing safe crypto. I, like If somebody could do an entomology on the wordology of what I just said and come up with what accent is that actually closest related to, I would be fascinated by it. Uh, but we've got some tips and uh, things that you need to know to protect yourself and your monies. What's the first thing that people should be aware of, Travis? Um, Jeff,
1: well, Jeff Rowe, Jeff, Jeff Rowe um, really what you want to do is you want to make sure that you are off the exchanges, right? So once you trade for these coins, you want to get them off of those exchanges immediately and get them into an offline wallet, mm-hmm. right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a lot of different ways to do that. Now, I own a hardware wallet that's called a uh, Ledger Nano S. There's another one called Trezor, T-R-E-Z-O-R, and it makes it easy to store Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum, and a number of other tokens. Both of them are less than $100, I believe, and they're always coming out with new models. My disappointment with the ledger is that it only lets me hold about five different currencies, even though they have the wallet software to do more. I haven't tried a Trezor yet, but I think I'm going to get one. Have you ordered? I have,
1: one? I have ordered my Trezor. I have not received my Trezor. I ordered it just because it sounds closest to Travis.
0: Ah, I like that. Uh, number two is bookmark the crypto sites that you use for any exchanges or online wallets. That way you don't have to worry about typing them in incorrectly because there are all kinds of phishing sites we've talked about in the past for example for myetherwallet.com if you type in if you see a link because allegedly somebody from the company is contacting you and you don't roll your mouse over you might miss out that the t in ether is actually an l that takes you to a duplicated site that looks exactly like my ether wallet and if you're not aware of that and you upload your key and your password guess what you've just given a thief um, access to your complete wallet which they will proceed to empty and I just noticed that on the page we're going to link where we're pulling these um, these tips from it's actually on Groove HQ uh, to my ether wallet page they now have a Chrome extension designed to present prevent you from going to phishing links. so I'm actually going to click and install that right this minute from the Google Chrome store.
1: That is a good idea. I actually I bookmark all of my crypto sites as well. I use this tab feature on Chrome. Uh, what is it called? It's called uh, something tab. What is it? A g- great deal. It doesn't it literally doesn't say its name of what it's called anywhere on it. That's that's brilliant. What is it called? what um, is
0: that thing Toby called, Jeffrey? Oh
1: there it is. It's called Toby's Tab and uh i use this and what i do is i actually bookmark all of my different things so i have my bad crypto podcast here i have all my my crypto ones because just like you don't want to click on blitrix right just like we talked about a few episodes ago where it looks like bitrix but somebody made an, somebody made a website with an l instead of an i and so then you go to blitrix which is they're basically then grabbing your login information and logging in selling all your stuff and then running off into the, uh, into the woods with your, with your money. So you don't want that to happen. So, you know, bookmark them that way, you know, where they are, you can go to them, make a little folder. Like, like Joel just said, the new Chrome extension will prevent you from going to those fishing links as well. And there's a
0: lot of tips on here. We're just going to cover a couple more, but go to the show notes at badco.in forward slash 019 and you'll see a link to this MyEtherWallet article. Um, here's a couple more that you want to uh, not trust messages or addresses or URLs that are sent via private message. You always want to verify the source. So if you get a message from Slack, for example, for a certain uh, token that you're following, go to that Slack and ask is the information in this legit and they'll tell you if it's not and one other thing uh, before we finish out answering this turn on 2FA which is two-factor authentication for everything you do online there's a simple google authenticator that connects to your google account and whenever you go to buy sell transfer funds you have to actually open up your phone go to the authenticator, take the six digits that like expire every 30 seconds or something and type them into the site. So even if somebody does log into your account without having your authenticator password and that app that's tied to your Google account, they won't be able to do anything.
1: Absolutely, and always make sure to double-check the URL. Make sure the site you're landing on is actually the site you want to. And if you have any questions about that when you're doing your research on this type of stuff, I always do this as well, but just always Google the service name or the coin name, plus scam, plus reviews. Do your own due diligence. Protect yourself.
0: And now, the news. And speaking of being stolen from and being safe and secure with your coins there's an article that just came out on venturebeat.com by julian husp Uh, looks like he is with 10x and the article title is the ico world is full of pump and dump schemes don't be a victim have you had a chance to read this one through travis
1: uh, I did. I, I noticed it whenever it uh, when it came out, and it's got some really good good information in there, right? So it's like, you know, you got to do your research and make sure that everything is is legit. So is the coin on CoinMarketCap.com, right? Is the ICO listed on these various tracking sites? Uh, you know, so there's a lot of folks out there that are that are pumping and dumping, and um, you know, you can easily pump and dump and get humped. And uh, lose, <laughs> lose your money, and that's not good. So there, there are a lot of worthless, you know, ICOs that you know there might even be some publicly known people out there backing it. But got to do your own research. These YouTubers and podcasters like us and bloggers, you know, they're out there pumping and dumping, and that's one of the things that we do not want to do. If we have anybody on our show, we're going to let you know if it's a sponsored deal or not. We're not trying to. We're not trying to. You know. Make something blow up and go to the moon and then sell it on you like a lot of these people are on some of these YouTube sites and some of these bloggers are. So you got to be diligent.
0: That's right. And this is really interesting. This story uh, came out here recently. It originated on CNBC, but the article we located on Hypebeast talks about how a fast food joint is launching its own cryptocurrency And uh, you know which one it is so i won't ask you to guess but everybody's probably wondering now is it wendy's is it mcdonald's is it taco bell no bueno it is the king baby burger king is launching its own crypto
1: but only in russia right so it's a it's a it's the must, whopper coin must,
0: must to be in russia in order to purchase the whopper coin
1: the very good is whopper coin very good very <laughs> So um,
0: how is this going to work? What do you, you know, you're in Russia and you go to this Burger King and you want to buy a sandwich. What does the Whopper coin do?
1: So the Whopper coin looks like it's going to, well, it's, it's for one, first of all, it's it's uh, getting full support from Waves, which is a popular crypto uh, rival of Ethereum. And so the Whopper is, if you are interested, if you have some of these Whopper coins then it looks to me like you are going to be able to go into uh, Russia's uh, Burger King and use the Whopper coin app that is launching in September. So they're going to verify how many Whopper coins you have, and they are going to uh, you're going to be. Well, doing it, like looks, it looks. It like you,
0: you earn Whopper coins when you buy a sandwich. So sure. it's a reward token, but I don't know if it's clear on what you can cash it in for. I'm not sure what the utility is other than an interesting um, loyalty
1: You are right, you are right. So this is actually, every time you buy a Whopper, you, it's actually, a, it's, it's sort of a, uh, you're being rewarded for being a consumer of this brand. So I wonder if that's gonna pick up any more. Well, I was actually having an interesting conversation on Facebook about that the other day. Like, if some of these brands like Apple and uh, you know Facebook and some of these other ones actually rewarded us for our loyalty with crypto that we earned over time, gaining wealth for buying their shit, that's great. I
0: I don't eat that stuff, I really don't. It it doesn't make me feel good, but if we had some merchants, fast food joints here doing it, I would go in just to, you know, I wanna see. I wanna, okay, how does this work? How do I get the currency? What can I do um, with it? Now, I've been discovering an interesting trend. Uh, You know, in the crypto realm that's very volatile, And we see some massive ups and downs even amongst the primary coins. And I remember back when we were getting into this, around June 11th, Bitcoin hit an all-time high of $3,000 a Bitcoin. Shortly after that, just over a month, more than that, it plummeted down to as low as somewhere in the 1800s. And here we are now... Um, You know, changing months from August to September, and we've seen Bitcoin hit as high as $4,700. Now, there's a trend that I see here, because what happened with Ethereum, Travis?
1: Well, this is happening with a lot of these top ones, right? It goes and it hits an all-time high, then it does a little dip, then it does a little all-time high, then it does a little dip. It's kind of like what happens... It's kind of like what happens with us, right? Every every Friday and Saturday we have a little dip. Every Monday and Tuesday we reach an all time high.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's it is interesting. Uh, Litecoin. So Bitcoin hit four hundred, or not Bitcoin. Ethereum hit four hundred in June. Went down as low as I actually saw like one hundred and thirty eight dollars. One hundred thirty eight
1: was what I saw. Yeah.
0: Briefly, and as of the end of August, we've seen it hit three hundred and eighty, almost back. To those highs again litecoin very similar we saw in early July it hit $51 two weeks less than two weeks later
1: as low as 38 and where's it at now Uh, six weeks later boom now it's at $64 right so it's almost like oh here's an all-time high oh about a month or so or a couple of weeks to a month later boom it's low then about another two to six weeks later, boom, it's at an all-time high again. That's what's been happening since June, which is interesting.
0: My personal strategy is from the, has been from the beginning and continues to be that I'm in this for a long-term play. And I think what happens is especially new people come in, often they'll buy at the high, and then they see it losing value, and they panic and they sell. Now, it's very possible it could go to zero, and and selling at that point might have been the right decision. But what we are seeing from uh, the trends so far is that it usually bounces back and finds a new high. In fact, in the major coins, I think almost across the board, that's what we've seen. So this is where hodling, H-O-D-L, holding on for dear life, comes into play, that if your mindset is such that, um, like Jihan Wu of Bitmain Confident says that Bitcoin will be valued at $100,000 in five years, this story from Cointelegraph.com.
1: Absolutely. So there's been a lot of folks out there that have said, you know, we've heard by the year 2025, maybe, or 2030, that it'll be worth a half a million dollars. Uh, We heard john mcafee say that if it's not you know worth half half a million dollars in what two or three years that he's going to cut off his junk Um, we've heard this guy right here say that in three years uh, or in five years it's going to be worth a hundred thousand dollars a coin and you know so who knows there's a lot of folks out there that are making a lot of they got their wizard hat on apparently their crystal ball is full effect they're able to see what's going on in the future but we can, If you look historically at how this has worked, I mean, right now, we're at an all-time high of $4,600. It tells me that most likely we're going to have a dip here coming up, right? We're going to have a pretty substantial dip, probably, you know, who knows, at least back to 4000 or $3,800, $3,700. I mean, it seemed, it's not just going to keep going up and going up and going up and going up without dropping down. But it's got to drop down, gather some steam, and then pop back up again, right? So, maybe, maybe. Knows?
0: We don't know. Hey, guys, this show is purely entertainment. Make your own financial decisions. Do your own due diligence. Don't do anything because we say to do it where your money is involved. But do stick around for our feature interview today with Kevin Hobbs because it's an ether party. Here it comes. (laughs) And also joining us today is uh, Kevin Hobbs, who is the CEO of the Van Becks Group. Hello, Kevin. How are you?
2: Hey, Joel, how's it going? Excellent. Good today.
0: Good, good. And glad you could join us here today for an ICO spotlight interview. This is a uh, series that we've begun that goes a little deeper into specific uh, companies that are doing coin or token offerings, either presently or in the near future, that we just we think are interesting and we want to provide full disclosure to our audience and to the powers that be that while we carefully vet the companies that we do bring in for these interviews in order to uh, bring them in this is a sponsored piece of content both travis and i are being compensated for this piece, but please know that there are companies that come to us that we will not work with them because we don't think that what they're doing brings value. In this, we have case, turned so
1: many down already. Actually,
0: thousands. Sorry
1: about that, guys, but uh, yeah. you're not that. Cool. We
0: turned down that bad coin thing that wanted to go public.
1: <laughs> bad. Coin. Right, it well, was bad. I'm happy that you
2: guys chose us. <laughs> That's good. We,
0: yeah, we chose you, uh, and actually. Um, Kevin's group is uh, he's part of a team that um, they work with a number of different companies that are having coin offerings. But today, the one we want to talk about is one that their team is actually launching themselves. And it's called the Ether Party. The website is etherparty.com. I O and I know Travis, you have a song for this. We right? do have a
1: song. Ether party you can buy if you want to <laughs> buy if you want to.
0: <laughs> I love it. That, that was great. We, that's a good one. That's not too That's shabby. a really good one. That that is a five star uh, oh, musical interlude oh, that's, parody.
1: That's good right there, throwing um, it so, down.
0: The website is etherparty.io, and, and uh, when you go there, it says the power of Ethereum in the palm of your hand. And of course, Ethereum, the episode we did on Ethereum called Welcome to the Ethereum, is our most popular episode. So this is really People loves the
1: It loves the Ethereums.
0: It does. So Thanks. Kevin, tell us what is
2: Etherparty? Sure. I mean, uh, simply put, Etherparty is a portal to the blockchain that allows anybody to kind of Take the power of Ethereum to create smart contracts, but you don't have to be a coder or a programmer to do it. So think about how many people that could actually send an email without a portal like Gmail or create a website without, say, Wix or legal documents on DocuSign uh, or LegalZoom, things like that. So Etherparty does this for blockchain technology. So it sits on top of Ethereum and soon it will sit on top of Bitcoin via rootstock. And allow allow people to create smart contracts for anything from peer-to-peer contracts, peer-to-peer betting, token creation, crowdfunding, supply chain management, real estate, escrow, uh, and the list goes on. Um, Everything that you can kind of do on Ethereum, but through an easy-to-use portal, which is
1: Etherparty. Right. Go, so go ahead, Travis. Uh, uh, there's, there's a lot of down. different use cases. Yeah. A lot of different use cases you said. So peer-to-peer escrow. I want to kind of go through each one of these use cases because I think that that might be valuable for, for the listener group. Cause you're going, Oh, I can create my own smart contract. Huh?
0: <laughs> so yeah, what does that even mean? Like, let's, let's go back for those that need a review remember um, we don't want you to dumb it down for our audience. We want you to dumb it down for us. Because we're yeah. still
1: for in, Joel, we want you to dumb it down for Joel, especially for me.
0: Derp. So <laughs> <go ahead> and <laughs> refresh us on what a smart contract it is. And then to Travis's question about some of the different contracts that
2: Ether Party is going to be able to issue. Sure. So let's, let's start with the blockchain and what the blockchain is, pretty simply. The blockchain is a great place, a, the most secure place to store information. And that can be information of value, information of identity, uh, contractual information, land titles, anything like that. It, the blockchain is a great place to store and send information. And if you look at a smart contract, that is how we add instructions to that information, and we get really granular to be able to tell it things to do. We can add specific uh, criterias, milestones, conditions to the contract uh, to get really specific for all the kind of needs that we do. And everything we do on the internet is really just sending, receiving, and storing information. So a smart contract lets you let you do that on the blockchain uh, in a very secure, efficient way that can always be uh, tracked and audited. What would be like the,
0: if you were to make the simplest contract, the simplest illustration you could, of a smart on contract? So those that are still going, mm, I kind of get it. What would it be?
2: So the, the the simplest, I guess, in in my let's put it uh, simply, has you guys down there? You guys ever send like an interact e transfer, like sending money via the internet through your bank account? Do you guys do that down there? Sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, through my bank, I've done that. Even also through like Western Union type stuff, right?
2: So so uh, simply put, it could be a contract between two parties to send each other money. And the password could be the conditionality to for the person to accept that money. So a smart contract can do this um, much faster, more efficient, more secure, and cheaper than you can through your bank account or through through Western Union, simply put. Um, another great example for for a smart contract would be like a supply chain ordering something say from from eBay when you order that if you're in another country it goes from from the seller through say customs, through a warehouse, through a delivery person, and then to the receiver. Uh, And that takes time, it takes costs. And there's a lot of a lot of issues that can happen. And a lot of things that can go wrong in that process, a smart contract can track all of that can pay everybody involved and make sure that your package gets there without any damage or it's the right one. And if it's not a smart contract can can kind of tell based on the way that you set the conditions into it, where something with went wrong with that package. So you can go right to that point and address that with the purchaser or the seller.
1: Very interesting. So it. there's yeah yeah so that 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 is interesting. So for one, I mean if I if you had an agency or you were a consultant, you can basically create a little smart contract with your clients so they can easily pay you through through your token, right? Yeah, exactly.
2: So, I mean, one of the reasons why we uh, created Etherparty in the beginning was actually because we wanted to be able to automatically pay our developers when they when they were, did the proper things. Like, if they put in the proper code commits and everything on GitHub, we built an API that speaks to GitHub to make sure that the contractors did their jobs, and once they did, it would pay them out automatically.
1: Mm, that's um, but, beautiful.
2: But simply, so one of the problems that a lot of people have in everyday life is contractor agreements. How many times have you heard that you hired a contractor to build something on your house or paint it, and they didn't finish the job or they did a shitty job or you weren't really, really happy with it? Well, with a smart contract, you guys can agree on the scope of work, the milestones, conditions need to be met, and when payment is going to be released to the contractor, set all that in, deploy it. And, as, and also actually add your arbiters so your oracles we call them people of truth to that contract and if conditions aren't met you don't lose your money it stays in the in the escrow and the smart contract and then when the contractor finishes his job to the satisfaction or to the agreed terms uh, that that contractor get paid gets paid so everybody knows that one the job is going to get done to spec and two the contractor is going to get their money at the end of the day Travis,
0: mm-hmm. I want you to refer to me as the Oracle going forward, the person of truth. <laughs>
1: Joel Oracle. Calm. Joel Oracle. Joel Oracle, <laughs> nice.
0: So Ether Party, as I'm looking at the site, and for those of you listening to the show, this is also a Bad Crypto Extra that if you'll go to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Bad Crypto and also to our YouTube channel, Bad Crypto, you'll be able to see the after- interview part that's visual where we'll be able to show you some screenshots. So I'm looking at this and this is an application. So when you say power of Ethereum in the palm of your hand, you're actually talking about an app on your smartphone.
2: Yes, actually, it will be an app on your smartphone or usable. But when we say application, it's really like a, almost like a, DAP, a decentralized application that sits on top of the blockchain. Right now, Ethereum and soon Bitcoin via rootstock okay
0: so let's jump to some of, of uh, travis's question about specifically some of the um the uh smart contract solutions that you'll be able to provide for
1: right i think you just okay. covered the peer-to-peer escrow contracts right. that makes sense right and then uh you covered t- some of the supply the chain supply management chain. one what about so what about maybe real estate agreements and token creation and then we we created our own token called badcoin right and cool. The, and and so we've been giving it away because we said, you know what? Ah, do you sell it? What kind of legal, you know, problems can you have on that? So so maybe maybe talk touch base on the token creation. Somebody wants to create their own token. What kind of legal ramifications are around that? Around them selling it, or do they got to give it away, or how does that how does that even work?
2: Right. So, this is actually something that we've been in discussion with for quite some time. We're actually um, working with the regulators here in British Columbia and looking for a specific guidance. And we're ready to go and push that button when that guidance comes in. So, right now, we can simply create a token and there's, there's certain easy human readable functionality that we put in the contract. And then on the back end <clears throat> Ether party will compile that, that contract. But right now, there's no real guidance to say, okay, is this a security? If it is, this is how it should be modeled. Is this a debt instrument? If so, again, what are the what are what are the terms that we need to put on that? And then the other one is a utility token, like what we have uh, in Etherparty. It's a utility; it provides access to the platform, and it works in app as a currency. And then the fourth one is a currency, which needs to be modeled like that. Like I would say, Bitcoin is used as a currency for that. So we're waiting for actually specific instructions on how to do that. So we have terms and conditions. Uh, that we've been working on with our legal team in Canada, Faskin Martineau, MME in Switzerland, and soon with uh, a firm in Gibraltar, um, to basically put together proper legal structure and legal terms that will be associated with um, the token based on what it is. So we're...
0: To um, the U.S. Uh, SEC, you know, how we test are, are the uh, regulations in Canada. For those that don't know, we'll be talking about the how we test probably a lot. And every time we're um, speaking with somebody having an ICO, this is uh, it's under a how we test is something that the uh, Supreme Court um, came up with to determine if something is an investment contract and according to uh, this, how we test a transaction is an investment contract. If there's an investment of money, there's an expectation of profits from the investment. The investment of money is in a common enterprise and any profit comes from the efforts of a promoter or third party. What's Canada's version of that?
2: Um, It's very similar, but in BC here, they are taking a a more liberal look at it. And we're kind of going through that because One thing that's not defined and the Howey test is a a bit outdated, I think, for the digital space where we need to we need to define a token as as something more because it can be something more. It doesn't have to be just um, an investment into a company uh, with an expectation of profit. So if you take the utility token, for example, you know, you would be pre selling your your tokens to future customers that add revenue to your platform or your, your project, um, that could give you a proper valuation in the real world. Right now, the only place outside of a company who's selling selling their tokens where people, people on the outside can pick them up is an exchange. So if you look at the exchange as a marketplace, kind of like eBay for utility tokens, you can actually look at it as, okay, people are gonna sell these tokens, which is access or uh, a vehicle to use the platform, on a marketplace and the trading back and forth is almost like the auctioning that they do in in eBay. And that's not considered a security in that respect. We just don't have the platforms, the mechanisms yet in place to kind of determine that at this point. I don't know if that kind of helps you kind of see how we kind of modeled our token and everything like that.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, basically the world is still figuring this out, right? Cause it's all so new, we're figuring this out. Travis, what you got?
1: It's definitely, definitely evolving. So, you know, if you if you look at your, your so you're ready to do your ICO, your ICO looks like it's kicking off, in 17 days from now where we're recording it. So September 15th is when that is, is being kicked off. And I'm looking at your page there in the, in the notes, it's gonna be in the show notes here, ico.etherparty.io. And it says, you can look forward to drag and drop, uh, contract creator, a mobile app, multi-blockchain integration, and smart contract library and marketplace. What do you mean by multi-blockchain integration? Is that what you're talking about? You're gonna be, eth- be on Ethereum and you're gonna be on blockchain through the rootstock thing?
2: That's correct. And we've been approached by multiple other blockchains um, saying, Hey, guys, really like what you're doing. How about launching on on our blockchain? And reason being is blockchains need people to to build on them to one, prove out their use case, uh, continue making them stronger, more secure via the redundancy and to have a portal to the blockchain, which makes it easy to use is something very valuable to any blockchain. No matter no matter what it what it's doing, they need to be uh, you know, it needs to speak to the mainstream. It can't just kinda sit in the in the darkness of the programmers and coders and, and that's all that can use it.
0: And you've got, you know, one of the things I really like about um your site is it's fun, right? Bad crypto <laughs> podcast is kind of this you know eccentric unusual show about crypto we're definitely unorthodox and your site is a little unorthodox for a uh a token mm-hmm. presentation you've got balloons and party hats <laughs> and confetti so how did you how did you come up you know with equal party what's the vibe
2: behind this that that's that's that, the name well, what's the
1: fuel what's the fuel behind this oh <laughs>
2: Yeah. So, so actually, our founder Lisa Chang, she uh, she came up with the name Ether Party uh, as a fun concept uh, that kind of spoke to but kind of the first version of Ether Party back in twenty fifteen, um, and the party hats and the design and stuff. That's that's kind of kind of uh, kind of Lisa. She she kind of did that and kind of led that creative uh, creative vibe there. You know, it's almost like, hey, we're finally ready to launch. This is a party. We're going to we're going to open this up to everybody. Now, not just just, you know, a small amount of people are going to be able to use blockchain technology. Everybody's welcome.
1: Yeah, that's great. I have a question around this we've had some conversations with folks who are trying to create their own ICO. Right. And they're and they're trying to figure out the, the tokenomics or the economics around their token and how they're doing their ICO. And I really liked at, at how you guys had the simplification of how you did it. You said, look. The first week, it's going to be 3,000 fuel tokens for one Ethereum. Week two, 2,250 fuel tokens for one Ethereum. Week three, if you get in, it's going to be 1,700 fuel tokens for one Ethereum. And week four, 1,275 fuel tokens for one Ethereum. How did you guys come up with the math behind that? And is it, do you have an unlimited, what's the limit behind those on each week? And if you reach that cap, does it stop for that week or how, how do you have that set up? Right. So we, we based the model on roughly uh,
2: 10 cents US USD per ether. Uh, I was roughly around 300 when we, we made that mock up. Um, we will try to get close to that. And then it, the price increases basically 25% week after week. There is no max, it could sell out in the first week. If mm-hmm. it was that busy, uh, there's no there's no like kind of tranche like here's how many we're going to sell in this tranche and here's how many in that tranche. We're trying to be as fair as possible um, with the Vambex group. We've done a lot of ICOs in the past. Um, we professionalized the model back in 2014. Lisa Chang, our founder, she worked on the first ICO ever with MasterCoin in 2013. And, and we, we were very entrenched with the community. So we, we really want to try to do things um, that are going to be accepted by all. Uh, community members outside contributors uh and something that people can understand
0: in case it wasn't clear fuel is the name of your token this is the in-app currency that is the fuel behind the platform right in order to utilize the platform you're going to need this token yeah
1: which i think is the coolest one that i've heard so far fuel that's, that's perfect <laughs> Aside from maybe cool. N- neo's gas yeah gas- neo's
0: got gas either party's got fuel put the two of them together it oh could be bam boom yeah. so yeah. there's now uh, a billion
2: um fuel tokens is that correct that's correct
1: one, one
2: billion, billion tokens. one billion tokens so um basically, um, the way that it works is 800 million are going to be available for the total sale. 20% is staying on the platform. Uh, 10% of that is used to incentivize kind of the community, people, enterprise adopters. So um, just for instance, we just closed accepting 500 people for our beta that's going to start next week um and they'll be incentivized by kind of using the platform playing with it and giving us feedback and answering questions to kind of help us make ether party better um and we'll incentivize them for that five percent is going to our amazing staff at ether party Um, they will be locked for six months so that they can't really sell them or anything like that and the other five percent will be staying on the platform where they will be sold at a, a minimum of one US dollar or the highest traded price um, when, when it hits the market things like that, just so there's no arbitrage opportunity.
1: Very cool. So you can go and view this at ico.etherparty.io. The investor deck is there. The white paper is there. Uh, the countdown to launch is there. Uh, one quick question about US residents. Is there any limitations on the ICO for them or how, how, how are they able to be part of this?
2: So they are able to be part of it, um, as, as we are a utility token and not kind of uh, defined as a security. So our our lawyers have said, hey, it's kind of open for everybody. You don't need to exclude anybody. So um so that's kind of how we're doing it. it was a long process with the lawyers before we were able to launch this uh this sale
0: yeah there's going to be <laughs> as we present icos to you our listeners some of them are not going to be available to u.s residents but we've got listeners all over the world in fact in 125 countries and those of you nice. in the u.s should still pay attention to the um, the ICOs that we're speaking with, because after the ICO, these tokens will then be available on exchanges, which it's my understanding at that point, you can trade them
2: legally. Is that correct? Uh, well, the, the exchanges and the trading and stuff like that is still something that I think um, regulatory wise is, is up in the air uh that we we don't really know so recently the irs came down on uh on coinbase asking for their users and their traders and i think it's more uh, along the lines of tax purposes than legality that they're looking at it right now. So it's still something to keep your eyes on. If you are going to buy cryptocurrency, make sure that you understand kind of the rules in, in your jurisdiction and everything that, uh, that goes along with that.
0: Excellent disclaimer to go along with Love our standard it. disclaimer that this show is for <laughs> entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors. Don't listen to anything, Travis and I say, because we're complete morons. So uh, do your own due diligence. Uh, Kevin knows a lot more about this industry than we do, which is why we're glad to have him here. Yeah. When the token does list on exchanges, it'll be F-U-E-L, right? Fuel? Yes, that's correct, yes.
1: Very nice. How long, actually, I'm curious about this. How long have you been in the, uh, the blockchain crypto space? Since you saw it, 2013?
2: So, uh, no, Lisa started the company in 2013. Uh, I joined in 2015 very I cool by, yeah you Went were a little
0: later to the ether party but i was i was still yeah. um still early yeah. enough and i know people are going to have questions about participating in ICOs and we can't answer them all here but um if you'll go to the site you'll see down at the bottom of the page helpful resources and it links to two places um, that you can choose from that are where you will fund an ICO. One of them is called through MetaMask. Another one is my Ether wallet. And perhaps uh, Travis will have to do a tutorial on using one or both
1: of those in the future. Absolutely. Good stuff.
0: Uh, Kevin Hobbs, CEO of uh, Vanbeck's Group and the leader of the Ether Party team, the ICO. Um, if you are listening before September 15th, well, there's time. If you're listening after, there's time as well. In fact, how long is uh, can it go on for if it doesn't sell out You know, right away?
2: Uh, we're planning to end it on October 15th, so okay. one month.
0: So September 15th to October 15th, unless it sells out first, in which case, then you'll want to watch to see uh, which exchanges adopt the fuel token. And uh, finally, Kevin, where's the best place for people to connect with you socially?
2: Um, So our Telegram chat is uh, is really busy. So look at the Etherparty Telegram or Slack channels. So we're, we're pretty active in those. So look for Etherparty
1: on Slack or Etherparty on Telegram.
0: Travis we've really gotten used to slack and telegram
1: haven't we yeah we've been all over those they're, it's a pretty amazing way to, to reach out to uh, the the leaders in these companies because they're they're hanging out in these uh, slack and telegram groups uh, Kevin yeah. I just want to say thank you so much for uh, for taking the time with us and explaining what's going on over there at ether party and, and congrats to all your success over there at the Van Bex group you guys are killing it in the blockchain space and uh, we're just excited to know you
2: Hey, thanks, Travis. Thanks, Joel. Really appreciate the interview and hopefully we'll talk again soon. Really love it. Thanks, guys. Excellent. And those of
0: you listening to the show, you might want to hop over to YouTube or our Facebook channel because we're going to do some screen sharing right now for the Bad Crypto Extra. But for those of you just listening, this interview is over.
1: All right, thank you so much to Kevin Hobbs, CEO of Vanbecks and the founder of Ether Party, that is etherparty.io. Great interview. Really really appreciate him jumping on there. That looks it's pretty fascinating what you can do with all of the stuff it's a financial party you guys so that's great so thank you again uh thanks guys for tuning in it's been amazing this is what episode 19 already and you guys are great for sticking in and listening and tuning in every week every episode two or three times a week we're killing it on this and if
0: you love your friends and family members tell them about the show And remember, every time you share the Bad Crypto Podcast, a kitten smiles.
1: That's true, and you know what? It's great. You guys are doing a great job on this because we're up to like almost 130 different countries that we're in that people are listening to us. And I was looking at looking at the statistics here. It's like Canada, you know, X amount, and then Netherlands, and then other regions. And I read it as Nether regions. Wow, (laughs) we got the Bad Crypto Podcast (laughs) available
0: in your Nether. Regions, and if there wasn't ever a reason to listen, that would be it. And so, until next time, stay bad.